Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Tuesday. Doug, what's you seen in the news? Well, actually, there's a lot coming out. But again, how much is real? Yeah. How much is uh, <laughs> is concocted? Um, you know, uh, they, they apparently there were some images have come out now of some mass genocide, mm-hmm. uh, mass mass graves uh, over in uh, Ukraine, and uh, people with pictures of their hands tied behind their head just executed. And that's awful. I mean, it's horrific, and it it, it literally uh, takes you back to World War pre World War Two, what Germany was doing. And um, but again, you know, two two years ago, people were complaining that uh, Zelensky was a, a corrupt politician, and now everybody's saying Ukraine is so mm-hmm. vitally important. And I just I don't I don't really know in the geopolitical scheme of things, I'm really confused. Just yeah. to be candid with you, I don't understand a lot of what's happening right now. Yeah, and you know, it's difficult. Like I said, like we talked about yesterday, when you cannot trust any institution. Now, um, what's been alleged to go on in Busha, right? How do you say it, Busha or something like that? I don't know. It starts with a B. I forgot the name. I should have had it up. Um, that you know, they said that the Russians have done. You know, they've only had pictures of it and then they claim that it's the Russians who did it. I don't know if that's the case or not. It could be the case. You know, um, in World War II, as the Germans were getting beat back by the USSR, there were some serious atrocities committed by the Russian people on the German people that we covered up for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so are the Russians capable of that? Yeah, but are we capable of covering up for an ally um, by claiming something didn't happen? Well, yeah, it happened that we did that for Russia. Now, this time we might be doing it against Russia. I don't know. Um, so I'm not going to hold water for Russia in that regard. We'll see what comes out. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, either way that it went. I have The only things that I have seen that are, like, I've seen video evidence of Ukrainian atrocities, you know, that they posted online. The thing with Russia, the link, the causal link to Russia, I don't know. I have to go on someone else's word. So until I see, you know, something that's, concrete i'll be like oh wow yeah they're doing that and again it would not surprise me at all if on both sides atrocities are happening um but i think there is a bill of goods that we're being sold here with the whole thing you know Zelensky showing up at the grammys i know like what and then, and then talking about we need to go green as fast as possible what does that have to do with the war you know what i mean it's starting to feel a little bit like okay mm-hmm. what what are they trying to sell us here in my opinion yeah well, um, so as as far as the world geopolitical thing goes, we just need to continue to pray that the church would be an active voice mm-hmm. of of uh, truth and hope to people who are obviously going through a great turmoil over there. 
There are a lot of believers who are helping over there right now, missionaries who were already there who didn't leave. So we need to keep them lifted up in prayer. Um, And that's another thing, regardless of who did what, like these are innocent people suffering. Yeah. You know what I mean? And our hearts should go out to them for that um, and, and pray that God brings it into the conflict and whoever, whichever side is doing this, um, you know, those, those people are brought to justice, but uh, we shouldn't get swept up by people who have lied to us for two years straight into, you know, committing ourselves into, uh, you know, things we probably shouldn't be involved in. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, just when you think it couldn't get any crazier, mm-hmm. of course, in California, I know oh, it mm-hmm. always gets crazier. Uh, but there's a city out there, uh, Palm Springs, that they, the city has voted to give what's called universal basic income, 900 a month just for identifying. The, the only qualification for the money is that you're transgender. Or non-binary. And that's not going to incentivize anybody, is it? Yeah. No strings attached. I mean, like, they literally, the Palm Springs City Council set aside money to give people to identify as as transgender. Is that just insane? Like, how, how can that even be right civilly? That's just, that's blatant discrimination. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. if you're not, you know. I mean, that's just crazy. But it is California, right? It is. <laughs> yeah, it but that is. Is, that is, I saw that and I was like, man, that is insane. And it, if you don't think that that's going to incentivize people to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm transgender to get that extra money a month, like you're crazy. You're, you are an idiot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. I was encouraged uh, very much that, uh, Elon Musk bought yeah. a big share of Twitter. And now he's going to be on the board. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah he, uh, you know, I, I, I think he has been very outspoken in the past about their silencing. And I'm, I'm not really even sure Do you where, know? where he's at spiritually. Yeah. Uh, but I know that he's not woke. <laughs> you know what the impetus, I know that. I you mean, know what the impetus for this was, right? Um, it, it was the Babylon Bee. Like he really enjoyed the Babylon Bee. He's been on their podcast. Then they've been were suspended for two. Uh, and that's a weeks. Christian group, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, and I, I believe before he made the purchase, he talked to some of them. Um, you know, hey, is this really going on? Is this really happening to you guys? And and yeah, so we'll see what comes up of it. Like you say, you don't know his heart. Uh, I don't think he's you know a Christian as far as uh, I know. Um, but you know, hopefully he'll be true to his word and want to look to allow freedom of speech to continue on that platform or to come back, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, people are really getting tired of, uh, censorship in a country where we, we have freedom. We do have freedom. Mm -hmm. We're supposedly to have freedom. Um, so, um, anyway, yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, I think there there is the potential for some serious whiplash to you know uh, come back on to the left for this. I mean, if you look at the defund the police movement and everything that happened with that, there are plenty of cities that bought into that and are now like, oh man, this is not good, and trying to backtrack. And I think you know if you go too far, you stray too far from uh, God's God's plan, God's design. Like, hey, that's going to come back and bite you in the butt a lot faster the farther away you move from that. And um, so hopefully with what we kind of starting to see with the defund the police thing, you know, we'll see that with 
freedom of speech and for parental rights uh, and education and things like that, too. Yeah. Hey, did you see that uh, Justice Amy Coney Barrett was speaking at the Reagan Library and there was a heckler? <laughs> Who heckles it at an event like that? But anyway, there there was a heckler that was screaming, you're an oppressor of women. And she simply said, as a mother of seven, I'm used to distractions and sometimes even outburst. Uh, you know, I thought that was a good response. Oh, man, I thought the heckler was coming from the right, not the left, man. She's uh, been a big-time disappointment on the bench. I thought somebody was no, it's giving from her the left. <laughs> it was It was on the left. Uh, anyway, um, so... Yeah, that, all that, you know, the big. I guess the big news right now is just Russia and the atrocities over there. So we just really need to pray. I did want to uh, point out something I heard this morning that I thought was interesting, how the states are really starting to divide. Mm. I mean, like uh, in Idaho, uh, they proposed a new ban on abortions there, but Nearby in Oregon, they just approved $15 million to cover abortion expenses mm. for out-of-state patients. I mean, and you just look at that. They're right there together. And then you got Texas ordered all state agencies to investigate ch- ch- uh, parents for child abuse if they provide medical treatment to their transgender children. Mm. Texas ordered that. But then out in California, you got lawmakers are proposing a law that makes their state a refuge for transgender youth. In other words, like a sanctuary uh, place. Uh, so all these states are kind of, we're, we're just very divided. And unfortunately, it's coming into the church. And uh, this week at SWAT, we're, we're looking at what happens to two good men who disagree. You know, and Paul and Barnabas, we're going we're gonna to look at that at our SWAT meetings this week. And uh, you know, as as the church just avoided, like what we're covering this week on air on the radio is Acts 15, how the Jews wanted to come in and basically bring heresy into the gospel and make their two classes of people, Gentiles and Jews, uh, the Gentiles had to become Jews. And if they didn't become Jews, they weren't really true believers, they said. So the church avoided a great schism there. But then you see Paul and Barnabas, what we're going to see at the meetings this week is they end up having a split, and they're two good men. Uh, And sometimes that happens in the church. But I just see we live in a very, very divisive time. I was talking to a couple of guys last night. They were just talking about how crazy our world is, shootings here on the beach, shootings in malls in California, shootings everywhere. People have just literally lost their mind. And so what Will Smith did really wasn't that much out of the ordinary for what's going on in the real world, right? Well, yeah, and I, I mean, we're about to come up against the break, but that, in my mind, dovetails into a whole other discussion to be had um, as far as, you know, violence in society and kind of where that's coming from, when it's appropriate, why we're seeing a rise in it, um, and then why seeing some people cover for Will Smith. Like, in my mind, oh, there's a lot of stuff that and we, we – would uh, waste the whole hour talking on it. Yeah, I well, yeah, no, but it. if that had been anybody else, they'd have gone to jail, oh. probably. Well, yeah, any unless if, like, like, could you imagine Mel Gibson doing oh. that to somebody? They, they, they would have. <laughs> they would have been looking, him, yeah, oh, they were. They'd be looking for a reason to get him. I mean, yeah. uh, they, they've been since the Passion, right? And I mean, you know, he's done some things to you know kind of deserve some uh, criticism for sure. But yeah, he wouldn't have got away with that no. at all. 
But anyway, we are up against the break. We will be back uh, looking at uh, Acts chapter 15 here in just a moment. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain That is Zach Williams with Chainbreaker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us this week, we are looking at Acts chapter 15, verses 13 through 35. Uh, last week, we started looking at uh, the chapter of Acts, um, starting in verse 1, obviously going through 12. Um, a really big, pivotal uh, chapter in the book. Um, and we will be, I guess, we, we'll be finishing it next week. So uh, we're going through verse 35. You mean finishing, yeah, we'll be finishing chapter 15, you mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. I was thinking, for you know, because it's kind of the conclusion, this is kind of the conclusion of the beginning of the chapter. So I was like, oh, are we going through the end of the chapter? I was like, no, no, that's uh, that's next week. So. Hey, yeah, hey, uh, and I know we got listeners in Mississippi on WMER and up on the Lighthouse in Virginia and as well as uh, out west, uh and overseas through uh, SWATradio.com. But I wanted to let our Jacksonville listeners know of some upcoming events. Um, the, the Strongman Rally is uh, coming up April 9th. That's from 3 to 11, 3 p.m. in the afternoon to 11. It's at Blue Bayou Farm. That's B-L-U-B-Y-U, and then U Farm, uh, located at 50... 571 Long Branch Road. They will be kayaking, having Scottish games. Oh, that's cool. Uh, uh, they will be doing uh, some uh, uh, barbecue. Uh, Merv Clark is uh, the one who is hosting that, his Crosswinds ministry. You can send him an email at john21crosswinds at gmail.com. That's john21crosswinds at gmail.com. To get more information, again, it's April 9th, this Saturday from 3 to 11. Also coming up on April the 13th, the Jack's Icemen Faith and Family Night. Hmm. Uh, that's uh, a big uh, big deal, Faith and Family Night. 
uh, for the Jacks Icemen. Uh, that's Wednesday, April the 13th. And that is the hockey team, right? Yes, They used to be the is. Barracudas, or is that a different uh, franchise or a different level? Uh, yeah, it's some. Uh, yeah, I think it's not like a minor league hockey team. Uh, but then also coming up on Saturday, April sixteenth, which is a week from Saturday, is Saturday in the Park Family Easter Celebration. That's uh, Riverfront Plaza, the old landing, and it's all day festival sponsored by Mission America Foundation. So uh, there'll be artists down there performing, food trucks, and fun things to do for the kids. That's uh, Saturday in the park. You can go to www.easterfestjacks.com. That's www.easterfestjacks. And we still have a couple of spots left on our Israel trip, the Walk Where Jesus Walked study tour, uh, November 25th, uh, November 25th through december 5th but we only have a couple of spots left so if you want more information you can send me an email at doug at swatradio.com and then finally a movie is coming out april 18th and 19th called the mulligan it's only out for two nights it's a christian movie uh pat boone's in it and um it's uh it's a parable on second chances so uh Obviously, if you like golf, you might want to check it out. But, uh, again, that's April 18th and 19th. And that's based on a true story, too? I think so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, those are, man, a lot a lot of stuff going on the next two weeks. Yeah. So, um, and if you want to join us for SWAT tomorrow out at the beach, uh, Woody's Barbecue on Solano Road, 6.30 a.m. If you want to join us here at the Salem Center at 12 noon, tomorrow's Chick-fil-A day. And then Thursday morning at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food on San Jose, great breakfast pizza. And then Thursday night on the SWAT Zoom. But you have to send me an email, Doug, at SWATradio.com to get that link. And then Friday at the Village Inn. All right, Taylor, I think I about covered all the (laughs) announcements. Now we can look at Acts 15. I had you read it yesterday. It's 13 through 35. And just as a quick reminder... The uh, church in Jerusalem, the elders and the apostles, of which James was the lead of that church. He was kind of like the over presiding bishop, I guess, or the, the overseer. He was certainly the one who spoke in authority in Acts 15 uh, as they were considering this issue of whether the Gentiles needed to be circumcised and keep the law. And we saw yesterday that he basically just said they need to stay true to the gospel. You know, stay true to the gospel. The gospel is Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus is the only bridge. It's a gift of God. You don't add to it. Paul said in Galatians 5, 2, if you take circumcision, then Christ is of no value. So the, the real admonishment from that group of people in Jerusalem was stay true to the gospel. And the second thing we're going to see today and tomorrow is be sensitive to those we're trying to reach with the gospel, those who need the gospel. Um, that's, they tell them to lay off eating meat, sacrifice to idols, they, they put their requirement on there to um, not eat food that is strangled or food that is still has the lifeblood in it and to abstain from sexual immorality. 
And those are the requirements they put on them. But those are not requirements for salvation. Those are requirements they're saying, live these out so that you're sensitive to your brothers, the the Jewish brothers who might be in the cities that you're trying to reach. And so I'm going to have you read again, 15, 13 through 35, just for the context for people to hear it. And again, the issue was you had people that went to Antioch saying, hey, these pagans need to be circumcised and they need to keep the law. And the response is they sent Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem and they took uh, uh, Titus with them and they went up there and they and they went to get wisdom from the council about how they should respond to this. Do they really need to be circumcising these Gentiles? Do they have to become Jews before they can really be true believers? And the church said, no, they're believers based upon Jesus. So read 13 through 35 again, and then we'll come back and kind of look at these verses. After they finished speaking, James replied, brothers, listen to me. Simon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophet agree, just as it is written. After this, I will return, and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord. And all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from from of old. And that messed me up today. (laughs) Therefore, my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. And from ancient generations, for from ancient generations, Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. Then, Then it seemed good to the apostles and elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch, with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, lead, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. Greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words and settling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> we have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth, for it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were among, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had sent, spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. And Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And this is the word of the Lord. And, you know, this issue was really important of dealing with whether they needed to be circumcised, whether you could add anything, because 
it, it was a pretty big error. In other words, it it potentially could destroy the biblical view of salvation, which was Jesus alone, Jesus alone, faith alone, and um, and and so the church had to deal with it. But the other thing that it had the potential to do was to destroy the unity of the church by creating two classes of people and within the church. You had those who were the Jews who grew up Jews, and then you have Gentiles who, well, they're not really on the same level. And and so they had to deal with this issue. And, and so James stands up and says, listen, brothers, Simon related how God is the one that made the choice. God is the one that chose to work through Peter to reach Cornelius. And to, he says to take from the Gentiles a people for his name. And then again, we said this yesterday, quoted from Amos 9, 11 and 12, where he said, the Lord who makes these things known from of old. In other words, this is not a new thing. It was something that was planned, something that God had foretold that the Gentiles would be a part. And so James is saying, we need to recognize that these Gentiles, even though they did not grow up with Torah, even though they did not grow up knowing about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that they are equal brothers with us, and and that we need to stay true to the gospel, that the gospel is the mark. Now, the Spirit being in people, the Holy Spirit being in people, is the mark of the covenant now, instead of the circumcision mark. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the first thing. And when we come back, we're going to look at this idea of being sensitive. Why did he put these requirements on there? To be sensitive to those they were trying to reach. And when we come back from the news, we'll look at that. All right, so stick with us. Before we go, we would like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. We'd also like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, as well as all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. And finally, we'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening online wherever you are in the country or around the world. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 15, verses 13 through 35. Excuse me. We are covering the second half of the Council of Jerusalem, um, what was decided, and then the message that was sent back to the church in Antioch. If you've missed any of uh, this discussion or if you missed any of us uh, talking last week about the council, or excuse me, if you missed all of our discussion on Acts, which has been going on for 
you know, like a year at least now, uh, you can go back to www.swatradio.com, click on the past programs link. There you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this one in just about an hour or so. Again, that's the past programs link at www.swatradio.com. Well, as we were speaking before the break, we were talking about um, the requirements that James and the brothers at the council had asked them to observe, which was abstain from sexual immorality because that was rampant among Greeks. Two, not any food sacrificed to idols, not any food that was strangled, or not eat any food that had the lifeblood in it. Because that was a really practical issue. Because in most cities, Gentile believers had to live alongside Jewish people in those cities. Uh, And believe it or not, Christianity was seen as a sect of Judaism, Mm -hmm. right? It it, it was kind of seen as an offshoot. Um, And most of the Jewish believers had been brought up with strict observation of the Levitical dietary food restrictions, and even to avoid contact with the Gentiles. Um, so if there was to be a, an association between the Gentiles and the Jews, then they needed to kind of be sensitive to those Jews who might have a problem with them and their freedom to eat certain things that, that they didn't grow up being able to eat. And so, um, you know, if they wanted to eat some shrimp, have a <laughs> shrimp boil, or whatever, you know, uh, they needed to be careful not to eat some of those things because the Jews were going to be offended by that. And they couldn't have a bacon cheeseburger and a milkshake, right? <laughs> no, no. Um, but anyway, that, so they wanted to lay out. So James uh, basically said, listen, if you just avoid food which has been sacrificed to idols— and the flesh of animals from which the blood hadn't been completely drained, um, and basically conform to the Jewish code of relations instead of your Gentile code. Because in the Gentile code, they were free to have sex like the 60s. I mean, it was <laughs> like anything and everything, right? Um, and so um, the Gentiles, when they wrote that to them, notice the letter that they wrote, they they sent, first of all, let's go back to uh, verse 23. It says, they sent Ju- Judas, called Bersabbas and Silas, leading men among the brothers. Why do you think they sent men with the letter? Why didn't they just send the letter back with Paul and Barnabas? I would say to authenticate the letter, um, but also to have a, a physical voice there to say, to attest to what um, the council decided. Yeah. What's the problem with a letter? Well, a letter is one-way communication, mm-hmm. right? Like a text or an email. You ever have problems with one-way communications? Yeah. People misinterpret what you say or they read into it things. And so they wanted to make sure that they sent leading men from Jerusalem who spoke with authority. Unlike the men who went up there on their own, they went up there and they spoke with authority to testify to the letter being authentic, like you said. And um, so notice what they say in the beginning of the letter. Oh, It says, when they wrote the letter, they said, from the brothers, both the apostles and the elders, 
to the brothers who were of the Gentiles. Now, what's significant about that? Well, they recognized them as brothers in the faith. I mean, they hadn't been circumcised. We know Titus was there. He hadn't been circumcised. And yet, they recognized them as brothers before they were circumcised, and they said they don't need to be circumcised. So that was a big thing for them to to put that out there. And they sent Judas and Silas up there to kind of authenticate that. So notice what he says in verse 24. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds. In other words, they were offended. Somebody, These guys came up from Jerusalem and said, hey, you guys ain't saved. Can you imagine that? I mean, think about think about the roller coaster they were on. So this guy named Paul comes out there and tells them, hey, the God who created the whole creation wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be able to rely on him and to talk to him and to be uh, in fellowship with him. And you don't have to do anything. It's already been done for you. Think about that. That was so radically different from their pagan views of deity and how to relate to deity. And now they get up there and they said, whoa, wait a minute. You got to do this secret ritual thing where you got to. And they're like, wait, he just said we didn't have to do anything. And and so, of course, they were offended. You got to become like us if you really want to be saved. And so. So they they basically in verse 24 what they're saying is, listen, we didn't give these people any instruction. We're sorry. They didn't come representing the truth. They were on their own agenda. Have you ever had people do that? People come from a group acting like they represented the group? I've seen that before, where people act like they represent something to try to get authority over you, even though they don't carry the authority of the people they say they represent. And they may not even come out and say it. They just said, you know, these guys could have just said, well, hey, we're from the Jerusalem church and leaned on that fact that mm. we were from the mother church and you guys aren't saved to get circumcised. So it's no wonder Paul and Barnabas got upset about it. And it says that unsettled their minds. But it also says in verse 25, when James says it seemed good to us, having come to one accord that means we are all in agreement, the apostles and the elders, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Now they're giving Paul and Barnabas credibility, and they say men who have risked their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus. That's a pretty big endorsement right there. I mean, they're saying these men have literally laid their lives on the line, and they're authentic, and you can trust them. And so we therefore said, sent Judas and Silas, who will tell you the same things by word of mouth that was in the letter. And they authenticate it. And then in verse 28, they say it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. So now they're playing the God card too. Now they're saying God is in this. And so you need to pay close attention to what we're saying. And who are they writing it to? the church at Antioch. What are they addressing? The fact that these men were offended up there and people were telling them they had to uh, they had to become circumcised and keep the law. 
And so in verse 28, it says that it has seemed good to us to lay on you no greater burden than these. And they're not making these burdens a part of salvation. It's that they're making these to, again, be sensitive to the Jewish people that were around them. Abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself free from these, you will do well. Farewell. That's all. Now, it's interesting when they sent the letter. Uh, Kent Hughes, I, I don't, did I share this yesterday about the guy, about the girl who wrote her dad from college? No. Yeah, so Kent Hughes gives an illustration that I think is very good. Uh, when, when Kent Hughes, he, he said there's this college girl who wrote her dad a letter and said, Dad, I met a guy. He's 15 years older than me. He's been divorced three times, but I love him, and I really want to marry him. And um, and the le- this is all in a letter. And, oh, by the way, um, I-, I had a car wreck yesterday, and I wrecked my car pretty bad, so I'm going to need some help trying to get it repaired. And, um, by the way, I'm pregnant. And then there was dot, dot, dot. And then, uh, and then a little thing that says, turn over to the back. And on the back of the page, it said, Dad, everything I just wrote was false and not true. Uh, but I did fail math, and I need $1,000. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> and the father, after reading that first part, goes, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. He's just like his, his mind spinning. When he flips the page over and he sees, wait a minute, she j- she made an F? That ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. It's all perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you think one thing, then something else doesn't seem quite as bad as that could have been, right? So Kent Hughes tells the story saying these Gentiles, when they were told, listen, uh, just don't eat meat sacrificed to idols, don't get blood you know, you know, in your food, don't eat food that is strangled and stay away from sexual immorality. They're like, you mean we can still be in relationship with God? You mean we, we don't have to keep the 619 laws? You mean we don't have to be circumcised? We can do these things? I mean, that they were, they were relieved somewhat and excited. Notice it says in verse 31, when they read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. They didn't see those things as a burden. And that's what Kent Hughes was saying. And verse 32 says, And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened them with many words. Now notice it says that they were prophets. Remember what it said about the men who came up on their own? It says they were just some men. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. But these guys, it says they were prophets. Chapter 13, verse 1, prophets and teachers. So... These men had the authority of the church. They went up there and they were encouraging to them. So that's all they want them to do is be sensitive to those we're trying to reach with the gospel. All right. Before we go, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. 
We'll be right back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Red Letters by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 15, verses 13 through 35 this week. If you have any questions about the, or would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, Taylor... That's pretty much Acts 15, except it does, I mean, Acts 15 through uh, 13 through 35, except um, verse 33. What does it say about how they were sent off? They rejoiced, but how did they send Silas and uh, Judas off? In peace. In shalom. It says after they spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. In other words, there was no more offense. They weren't offended. Um, The gospel had been preserved, and they were going to be sensitive to their brothers. And that, you know, this could have been a big schism in the church. It could have been a big uh, problem because of uh, the danger to the gospel itself and the biblical view of salvation. And, you know, we talked about this Monday that there's a lot of churches today that would call themselves Christian churches that make a requirement of earthly things in order to be saved that aren't required by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that baptism, uh, church membership, um, communion. There's all kinds of things that people say, well, if you don't do this, you're not really saved. 
and they add to it. And we we need to be really careful. Uh, should people get baptized? Yes. Should they take communion? Yes. Should they be part of a church? Yes. But those things are a response to the gospel, not uh, part of you receiving the gospel. They happen after the gospel in response to it. And I think that distinction needs to be really clear. And we're not saying that those things aren't important. We're just saying that those things happen after you respond to the gospel versus as a matter of obtaining the gospel. Right. Um, You know, before we broke yesterday, we were talking about something. You said you want to come back to it. So you want to come back to that now about Jesus and his age and kind of where uh, historians. I knew you were going to hit me up for that today, (laughs) man. I knew you were doing. Okay. So, um, you know, here's the thing. Um, When you think about Herod, okay, King Herod reigned from 37 B.C. to about 4 B.C. And Pontius Pilate reigned from about 26 A.D. to about 36 A.D. So he only reigned for about 10 years. Um, And how do we know that? Because there were coins minted during his reign. And we know that from the records. If you go back, there's actually coins you can. In fact, I have coins from that time period that you can see. So you're able to date some of that. So the Gospels tell us that Jesus was born during the reign of Herod the Great. Mm -hmm. Go to Matthew 2, who died in 4 B.C. So if Jesus was born during that time, he wasn't born at zero, right? Because Herod died in 4 B.C. And so Jesus could have been born any time between about 6 B.C. and 4 B.C. Because we know he was somewhere between 0 and 2, right? Um, the, Luke, the, the Gospel of Luke tells us that John the Baptist kind of began his ministry in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar. If you go to Luke 3, 1, you can see that. So for Jesus, the start of his ministry... Uh, had to have begun sometime after that, right? And so it lasted no more than three and a half years, according to Luke 9. And so before he was crucified, and he was crucified when? During the reign of Tiberius. So according to that, you can safely place Jesus' date of birth at about 6 B.C. His ministry uh, really was about 27 to 29 when he was about 30 or 30 years old. Where does it say in Luke 9 that he had a three-and-a-half-year ministry? Go to Luke 9, 7. The tetriarch. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that had happened, and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen. Herod said, John, I beheaded, but who is this whom I hear about? such things and he sought to see him wait a minute maybe i got the wrong reference let me look you got me because i'm i'm just kind of i'm winging this <laughs> uh, uh i thought it was luke 9 7 it might be um we're just it's a good question though because a lot of people um a lot of people uh 
aren't really, you know, they just kind of assume that it was zero and 33 AD. Um, Um, I had the the reason kind of brought that up and kind of thinking about it, um, about that. And um, someone that I was reading makes a pretty convincing case for Jesus being born in eight BC because mm -hmm. of, uh, the census and uh, stuff that was going on with that, and then was he was then saying that uh, that would put Jesus around forty at the cross, which uh, they would have killed him because at forty he could enter enter into the Sanhedrin. So then that got me wondering: Well, why do people say? Is there somewhere in the Bible that it says that he had a three year ministry or not? Well, when did Jesus' ministry start? When he was thirty. That's right. Right. But it also started when, if you go to John. And maybe that's why I said Luke 9, because when G, remember Jesus' ministry, basically when, um, after, not not long after uh, Jesus was baptized, mm-hmm. um, his, you know, his disciples, uh, John the Baptist got arrested not long after that, right? And Herod killed him. Mm-hmm. And so... That was really pretty close to the start of Jesus' ministry. And um, and if you look at the trips that he made over the – if you go in and look at the, the, the feast he went to and, and the times uh, he went to Jerusalem for the feast, you know, it, it would have been about three to three and a half years is what um, – if you if you look at all the the scriptures there in the gospels of his travels to and from Jerusalem, um, so how many times? Because what I now he would have made nine trips yeah. that we know of, right? Somewhere between nine and and ten or eleven, yeah. Um, but but we know he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, and we know when Pilate died. Um, and um. You know, his his ministry was about when he was 27, 28, 29 years old. It was about that time. Um, he was about 30, you know. Uh, right. If you go to Luke 3, if you go to Luke 3, and uh, I knew you were going to hit me up for this today. <laughs> um, Uh, this Luke three is when he was when he was baptized. Luke three twenty three, um, Herod the Tetrarch had been reproved. When all the people were baptized, Jesus had been baptized, was praying. The heavens were open. Jesus, and, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age. Yeah, he was about mm-hmm. thirty. But people, we read that and we say he was thirty. 30 right. But he said he was about thirty. Mm-hmm. He could have been twenty nine. He could have been twenty eight. Could have been twenty seven. Um, would would twenty seven be about thirty? You know, in the in the East, they're much less concerned with specific details mm-hmm. than we are. Um, they're just not as detail driven. Um, the exact age of when Jesus died isn't mentioned in Scripture. The exact date, so, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of um, you can come up with a an estimate. But a lot of people believe he was crucified somewhere around 33 of the common era. That's what they call it now. Um, and so if you, the earliest mention of the crucifixion is in the Gospel of Mark, 
which was written in about 60, mm-hmm. you know, common era. Uh, and so, um, you know, that's only 30 years after about it happened. So most people are thinking that, that it was right. It was right around, um, you know, 33 AD or 33 common era. Um, so is it really, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, I lead these trips to Israel and sometimes people get really caught up in the minor details. And I say minor because whether he was 29 or whether he was 30 mm-hmm. is, is not as really important as to why he died or, right. and if you it, know. If it was the biblical writers would have put it in there, if it was something that was of, you know, uh, significant importance. And, you know, the way that the Gospels were wrote was to uh, highlight certain aspects of Jesus's character of who he was. For example, Matthew clearly wrote to a uh, Jewish audience, right? And so mm-hmm. he's highlighting uh, big time how Jesus is the Messiah. And so, um, yeah, those that was not the intent of why they wrote was to give you a chronological exact this is the date, this is that he was born, this is the date he died and all that. Um, I was just wondering because, you know, that's something that is quite often said. And then uh, what you had said about them going three times and from what I had heard about, oh, there's three visits, that's why they said it was three years, uh, just had me a little bit uh, confused in, in that regard. But, all right, that is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www. Hey, uh, well, I wanted to tell you, there's a great book called The Chronological Aspects of the Life of Christ by Harold Honer, H-O-E-H-N-E-R. It's a great book. You'd like it. It's pretty detailed. All right. I'll have to check it out. And that's all the time we've got for today. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual